Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Glad to see you up bright and early this morning for yes. a podcast. It's another day. Boy, there's a lot of things going on, Bill, in the world. Have you heard about the protests in China? Yeah, and, the, you know, <laughs> there's calls for Z to step down. Yeah. It I all mean, started, and I, I have the audio, but I'm not going to play it because it's just it's too sad to listen to. It all started with they take people in certain cities who either show positive tests for COVID. They put right. them they put them in their houses and they lock them in. Sometimes they weld their doors shut so they cannot get out. They literally put them in a situation where they cannot escape their own premises. Right? What happened in one city? A family got burned to death. Somebody had their cell phone and took the video of the fire, and you hear the screams of the people who are dying because they can't get out. And that was the spark that set off all these protests over China. I don't know how it happened in a country that controls its media, but that that uh, video got out to millions of people in China, and they're, they're protesting. Let me play a little bit of the uh, sound of the protesters in the streets. All right. What they're, they're calling for the removal of Z, which is kind of a big deal in China. And what's interesting is that tape got to the West. I don't know how this video got to the West because China is so controlling. They have their hands on everything, but yet it got out and the people of the world are watching. Well, you know, when you look at it this way, social media is kind of like the Kraken. You know, we released social media, and it's been used against us. But sooner or later, when you release the Kraken, it gets loose, and it comes back to bite you. And this is a bit of social media coming back to bite the powers that be in the butt. And that's what's going on here. They're getting bit in the butt by their own... Kraken, yeah. Um, this is interesting. China, in its effort to keep the, uh, the problem in-country so to speak, uh, they fired off a bunch of bots on Twitter because they didn't want people talking about it on Twitter. They didn't want their image to be tarnished. So right. they, they posted, uh, they swamped Twitter with sexually explicit posts about porn and escorts in an apparent bid to stop the spread of news about the massive protests against lockdowns and President Xi Jinping. So they, they put all these sexually explicit uh, posts on Twitter and apparently and I have I don't I don't really pay attention to Twitter all that much but mm -hmm. uh, apparently there it's everywhere and uh, it's a problem now that Twitter is tr uh, trying to deal with yeah well now you heard about Apple when you since you brought up Twitter and Elon Musk because yeah. uh, Apple said ah you know what we don't want, we're not gonna we're not gonna promote Twitter and uh, we don't want to be on Twitter yeah. and everything and Musk sat there and said hmm Okay, then I'm going to take all my Apple stock and sell it to Trump for one penny. <laughs> Did he say that? I love that. That yes, he goes. Well, okay, you want to play this game? I'm going to take all my shares of Apple and I'm going to give them to Trump for a penny. 
Now, with the left hate of Trump, you know, you know well, Apple shares are going to the toilet. And he's got the right to do that. And I'll bet you he has millions of dollars worth of Apple stock. And, you know, it's funny because, like, you know, my son's a big person with Apple, but he's getting tired of Apple because Apple is, you know, it, it's a sponge for your money. Something changes. Oh, we got to get the new Apple phone because right. it's got this and that. And really, it's it's an upgrade that you don't need. And he's finally woken up to the fact that, you know what, I really don't need the Apple phone. Next phone I get, I'm just going to get an Android because I'm not going to get sucked for money. You know what was the first company to get into that uh, whole uh, thing about getting you to come back to buy more? It was Sony. Mm -hmm. Sony yeah. back in the uh, 70s and 80s and 90s. Uh, I, I've always been into TV equipment and stuff like that and cameras and video stuff, uh, microphones. They make terrific things. Sony makes terrific, uh, electronics, but they always got you like, they'd sell you the camera body, but no lens. You had to buy the lens would, you know, yeah. other, other companies would sell you the camera, the lens, the carrying case, whatever that you, yeah. you know, they'd, they'd send a guy over to your house to tell you how to work it, but Sony, nope. They'd they'd get you to buy every little thing extra, you know. Yeah, it's and, a la carte. Yeah, it's like going to a fine restaurant. Oh, you want some water? <laughs> and then, Bill, next time around, you know, like a year from now, they'll have a newer camera that you just have to have, you know. And, and the other thing that they do is when that newer camera comes out. They do a little switch on the software, and all of a sudden, your phone doesn't perform as well. That's ah, because you need a new phone. You know, there's there's algorithms out there, things that we have no control over, and you're going to need the new phone to dance around that. B.S. They did that with one of their iPads, or a bunch of their iPads. I had a, an iPad. I, I don't know exactly the version of it, but mm -hmm. they stopped upgrading the software on that version of the, of the iPad. So that version and older they were ignored by uh, Apple in favor of the newer iPads. Now, I have a newer iPad, and it works great, and they keep updating the software, but they mm -hmm. still don't upgrade the uh, software on the older iPad. So it, it's essentially a paperweight. I, you know, you can't really use it. You see there, you know, when you sell something to the consumer, you should back it up for its practical life. If sure. that thing is the last 20 years, you need to back it up for 20 years doesn't mean you can't introduce something new with all kinds of new bells, whistles, and sirens and say, well, if you want these, you do have to buy the new thing. But, hey, yours is working perfectly fine. We've made sure of that. And if that's all you need, hey, we're proud that we sold you something that is going to last. What is it with cars? Like, I think it's seven years after the car is manufactured. They can't have to have parts available for the whole car. So, I mean, if you had... If you had the car uh, damaged in an accident uh, six and a half years later after you bought it, you should be able to go to a, a place and get all the parts to replace all the parts that are damaged and fix it. But I don't think that's the same thing with computers. I think with computers, they can they can drop a, a computer anytime they want to, you know? So uh, it, it doesn't make a lot of Hey, look, it, we live in different times, different times from when you and I were uh, we're younger lads. <laughs> well, it's it's all based on greed, and that's all it is. Everything in this society, in our world, is nothing but greed. 
The uh, Dutch government, have you heard about this? It, this is so sad, and it's it's upsetting because this is a European country, and, and the government is uh, just crushing a, a section of their economy. The uh, Dutch government is planning to buy and close down up to 3,000 farms near environmentally sensitive areas to be in compliance with EU environmental rules. It comes after farmers' protest uh, erupted this summer following a government plan to reduce nitrogen emissions by 50% by 2030. Farmers uh, believe the measure is unfair. They're being targeted. It shouldn't happen. And uh, they've been protesting. You probably have seen pictures on uh, some news programs where there are lines and lines of tractors uh, with uh, people on it protesting, beeping their horns. To no avail. Uh, the government is going to do what the government is going to do. They're buying up and closing down 3,000 farms. It's not a joint thing. It's not uh, an, an agreement type thing. They're taking the property. You know, are, are you willingly selling it? Or are they basically saying this is the value that we deem you're yeah. going to get? That's what, uh, I, that's what I think it is, Bill. Money, but we are taking your, you know, uh, what I forget what that, like an eminent domain. Yeah, they're taking it by eminent domain. Exactly right. And uh, it's sad. I don't know what these farmers are going to do. For some of them, it's a family farm that uh, has been owned for generations. Mm. And all of a sudden, they're going to be left with a, a check and and no property, which is, uh, is not fair. I don't know how the government can justify doing this. And I think, by the way, this is the beginning. If they're doing this in one com uh, country in Europe, they're going to do it in all the countries, all the EU countries in Europe. This is going to be the example. Yeah. No, it's it's the tip of the iceberg. And But, you know, I do think people, because you see the people there say, no, 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 no. And, and you got China where the people go, no, 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 no. You got down in Brazil people going, no, 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 no. And people here are going, hey, come on. You know, yeah. It, only pull the wool over so many people's eyes before they wake up and go, hey, wait a minute. You know, what surprises me is that in China, they're chanting in some some uh, sections of the, of the country, they're chanting USA, USA in the protests because we represent democracy to these people, freedom. And what's, what's kind of sad is that uh, uh, we're, not do, we're not protesting in this country. We're not uh, standing up for our freedoms here. Oh, but, you know, Joe will sit there and say, see, people respect us. Joe will take that, and the Democrats will take it and turn it around. And they want to turn things around, and they want to, you know, have something shiny on their mantle because they got one month, one month left in power, technically. And then they're bye-bye, hasta la vista, sayonara, get the hell out of here. And you know during that one month of time, they're going to do some damage. Joe was in Nantucket over the weekend, and uh, he was walking down the street with his ice cream cone, and he uh, was stopped and asked a question by a reporter about uh, semi-automatic rifles. Listen. The idea, the idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It's just sick. It has no, no social redeeming value. Zero. None. Not a single solitary rationale for it except profit for the gun manufacturer. Can you do anything about gun laws during the lame duck, sir? I'm going to try. Well, there you go. 
He's going to try. He's got a pen. He's going to use it because that's all he knows how to do. Corrine Jean-Pierre was was asked a question about his stance on semi-automatic rifles yesterday in her daily press conference. Did the president misspeak, or does he in fact want to ban all semi-automatic guns? No, he was he was talking about uh, assault weapons. That's what he was talking about on that on that morning or that afternoon when when he was asked that question. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So when Joe says semi-automatic, he means assault weapons. That's what we have. We have to interpret what Joe is saying because you all heard them. He, Joe said a semi-automatic. I think that's a double-edged sword. I think they're playing us. I think she comes back and corrects it when people question that. And they go, they can refer to it as, oh, no, 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 we cleared this up. But then when he does something, you know, they can go back and play the clip from him and go, no, Joe said this. And they think that we're going to forget everything, and that's our job, you know, to play that audio there, play Joe, and show that, they're talking out of both sides of their mouths, and that's exactly what's doing. You know, he's left and she's far left, uh, you know, or whatever it is. But, you know, she's not right. I don't want to give her that credit. I think Joe is confused. I don't think Joe would, would know which end of the gun to uh, to point. I, I'll never forget, that. and I haven't got the clip, but he was talking about uh, why do you need assault rifles? You should get yourself a good shotgun. Fire a couple of rounds over the guy's head, he'll go. I have semi-automatics, and uh, he can get a shotgun, and uh, we can both sit in the house. He can take the left side, I can take the right side, and, you know, we can we can tell some armed thugs to come in and attack us, and let's see who walks out of that house alive. You know, because his shotgun ain't going to do crap. He always makes for interesting uh, audio. They showed him walking down the street in Nantucket with his entourage, with his baseball cap and his ice cream cone. And it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad to be a citizen our, in our country right now because he, the guy looked like a buffoon. The guy, mm-hmm. the guy, this is our president. This is the president. And he was being, he was walking down with his ice cream cone, looking at the stores. And, you know, of course, the media is shouting questions across the street. And he was just laughing and giggling and ignoring them for the most part. I don't, I don't know. I think we're the, we're the victim of a scam with this presidency. And uh, and it's sad. It really is sad because we're a great country. We've done some wonderful things for the world. But yet right now we are we are uh, in, in sad, sad times. I'll leave we it at hood- that. We were hoodwinked. Well, I don't think we were hoodwinked. I think we were. I think we had it stolen. I think well, yeah. I think that you voted for the right person. I think I voted for the right person. I think most people did vote for the right person with the right motives, the right intent. And I think that the people behind the scenes stole it, period. I think Joe thinks he won the election. Well, you know, he's the kind of guy that he lies enough, Bill, about something. He, and he believes it. Yeah. And he's walking around in a daydream going, I'm the president of all of this. You know, Joe, you're not the president of anything. Yeah, you know, you're there, unfortunately. And I don't know a choice we have. And see, that's a problem that the Democrats have because Trump right now, and they even will tell you he is the man. He is in the lead. You know, going in for 2024. Now everyone's going, yeah, but uh, you know, uh, Trump is going to end up in prison. 
with all the lawsuits. Well, what the media is not telling you, Trump has been quietly going along. Winning. With <laughs> and uh, actually, they say pretty much everything is done but the DOJ, which we already know that was just a, uh, a fake witch hunt. And now they're sitting there going, how do we make this stick? Because it's all they got left. Yes, you heard me right. If you go back and actually look, he's pretty much settled everything. And they say by next year, he will be out of the legal waters. And they're trying to throw anything they can after him and make something stick, which, come on, let's get real, folks. It's not the result of the accusation. It's the accusation that's important to the people. It's not uh, whether they win the case. It's whether they can mess you up, uh, your image up, professionally. If they can say, we're going to uh, uh, indict President Trump for this, this, and this, knowing full well when they say that, that their odds of winning are slim to none, they don't care. Because the people, the general public, uh, J John Q. Public, hears the talking heads on TV say things like, oh, President Trump must have done this wrong, or he, he did that wrong, or they wouldn't be indicting him right now if it wasn't, uh, if they didn't see some, uh, some smoke, uh, some fire here, you know? I mean, they, they see smoke, and there must be something here for them to, uh, to go after him. I mean, they accuse him of stuff every single day, and... Like you said, 99% of it is just hogwash. It's nonsense. Well, and that's why it's going away. Now, Trump has legitimately either debunked, refuted. The, the cases got dropped. Yes, there are a couple of things where judges looked at it and said, you know what, this is BS. It's out of here. Uh, you know, and pretty much his legal fees is what he's going through. But either way, he went on a mission mm. and he... He, he meticulously went through all of it, all of it. So he's been quietly doing this while they've been slandering and throwing the mud. He's been cleaning things up. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not going to sit there. They're going to keep slinging it because that's what they do. That's all they do. And unfortunately, you're right in the fact that what the, what, what the general public does, well, it was on the 6 o'clock news. That's right. It had to be true. <laughs> but it's not true. It is, look. They sensationalize. There's a thing called news or radio sensationalize. Uh, you know, you, yeah. You, you, you basically uh, use shock news to oh, sit sure. attention, and it doesn't have to be true. You can make you can make a uh, you can make a traffic ticket sound like a subpoena. You know. Yeah, you, you could you if it, it's the presentation. This just in, you know, so and so did such and such, and we, you know, it's drama. See now, do you remember the old EBS system? Sure. You know, and then you had you had stations would go EBS, like in the tornado belt, they would go EBS over the weather, and then finally they, you know, somebody said. You know, you can't just be firing off those tones because there's one station that was the command station right. that was that would stay on the air. And, boy, if you had a tornado during the fall, your ratings were through the roof because <laughs> during that day, you had 100% listening. Yeah. And I worked for company, and I programmed the 50,000-watt station. And I remember somebody sitting there going, you know, 
we can't just throw on those tones anytime that we want to. So we sat there and this one guy came up with it. He goes, well, we can't fire the EBS, but we could do a promo saying, you know, whenever you hear severe weather beeps, that means that threatening weather is approaching and we'll keep you informed. So we did that promo and we had these beeps that we would turn on that would play under the programming. We scared the hell out of the public that, oh, we got to listen to that radio station and I'll be damned if we didn't sit there. And if there was a thunderstorm 150 miles away, well, we had a little bit of signal that got there. Better flip on the beeps, you know, and the beeps yeah. would go on. We'd go, oh, that interrupts your programming. I'm going, yeah, it does. It really does. It's under every 15 seconds. But what it did is people believed the hype. So what that, you're saying is you can manipulate people with your presentation. Exactly it. And, that, and you know, uh, it worked. I mean, you know, you go from a nine share to a 17 share, you're going, yeah. we brainwash these people. To uh, our regular listeners, uh, we apologize if you hear some some little uh, technical snafus today. For some reason, our system isn't functioning properly. Well, it, it's not us, actually. It's it, it goes through the network, and it goes through a, a central computer. Uh, we do Zoom casting. We, we record in Zoom. A lot right. of places do that for meetings. But they have software inside that, that kind of dictates and regulates the audio. Yep. We have that on our ends, too. And so they're all they're, they're having a fist fight right now inside of the uh, computer somewhere. <laughs> Actually, um, I, I think it's, on my end, I think it's all Zoom because I haven't got anything on here that it would be fighting with. So, uh, it's not you or me. I, I've, I've switched off everything, and I'm going, okay. I think it's, I think it's at their headquarters, but that's okay. I mean, they got a lot of people using this system. That's okay. We, I understand that. It's still a terrific thing. The technology we use today wasn't available 10 years ago. To do what no. we're doing right now would have, would have cost us uh, hundreds of dollars, and it would, have be, it would have been a dedicated what they call ISDN line. Which Yeah, I think, I think that's like uh, 1200 bucks a month. It was the T1 line or something they called it. I forgot. I it's been, so I had one. I had one. I did some work with one. Uh, for uh, a number of uh, years, but uh, it was expensive. And this is amazing. This is every bit as good, if not better. Uh, I wanted to play something for you from Adam Schiff. You know Adam Schiff, that smiley congressman from California? Well, he wrote the January 6th play, which, by the way, I think they're ready to get, they're ready to drop another stink bomb because they only got so much more time to do it. He is uh, not very happy that he's being removed from the intel committee. No, he was on CNN and uh, here's what he had to say. You well know the uh, man who was trying to be speaker, a Republican Kevin McCarthy, says that he uh, wants to kick you off the intelligence committee, the committee that you now chair, uh, because of your handling of the Trump-Russia investigation and specifically that you repeatedly asserted that there was direct evidence of collusion, direct collusion, which didn't materialize. What's your response to McCarthy? Well, McCarthy apparently doesn't think it's collusion if your campaign manager is giving inside polling data and battle strategy in, in key states to an agent of Russian intelligence while the Russians are helping your campaign. But most Americans would call that collusion. Uh, McCarthy's problem is not with what I've said about Russia. McCarthy's problem is he can't get to 218 without Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar and Matt Gates, uh, And so he will do whatever they ask. And... Right now, they're asking for me to be removed from my committees, and he's willing to do it. He's willing to do 
anything they ask, and that's the problem. Um, Kevin McCarthy has no ideology. He has no core set of beliefs. It's very hard not only to get to 218 that way, it's even more difficult to keep 218. Uh, that's his problem. So he will misrepresent my record, he'll misrepresent Derek Swalwell or Ilhan Omar, whatever he needs to do to get the votes of the QAnon caucus within his conference. The, Q, the QAnon caucus. This guy is amazing. This guy, he, he says this with a semi-straight face, as straight a face as, as Adam Schiff can, can make, and he's still talking about Russia. Trump is still in collusion with uh, Putin and company, as far as Adam Schiff is concerned. And he has he has been proven to uh, have no connection with Russia over and over again. But Schiff doesn't care. Schiff is one of these guys that says if if you say it long enough, you say it hard enough, people will believe it. He's repeating a story that was made up that he helped write, for God's sakes. Yeah. You know, and you're right. you know, let's just say it over and over and over again, and, you know, uh, fiction becomes reality. Mr. Schiff, we've, we've heard you. We've listened to you. You've been proven wrong, so you know what? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You got one month to go and take your kicks in the pants because you know what? You need to be kicked out of D.C. And as far as being on the Intelligence Committee, I think you need to take an IQ test if you ever get a chance to run for it. <laughs> He's amazing. Anybody who's been following the situation, the guy is is a consistent liar. He was the guy who about two years ago, uh, he read supposedly a conversation between President Trump and I believe it was the Ukrainian or the Russians. I, I forgot who it was with. I think it was the Ukrainians. But he was reading fiction. He was reading dialogue that he had written. And when he was caught, and he was caught almost right away, he said, well, I wasn't trying to present this dialogue as being factual. It was more an interpretation of what I believed his phone call was, was uh, all about. Well, that's called a lie, Adam. That's called a friggin' lie, and, and that's exactly what you were doing. He should be called out when a news person, but the, that clip was what, CNN. So they're not going to challenge oh. him and say, Adam, you know, you're telling a lie, and here's why. No, they, they're letting him repeat the lie and sell the lie again. And I don't know what we do about the CNNs and the MSNBCs, although uh, I forget who it was that uh, uh, Michelle Maddow uh, slandered, but there's a lawsuit against NBC because of her stupid little liberal mouth. You know, I don't care about your beliefs, Michelle. You can have them. That's This is America. You're free to have them. But when you sit there and defame and slander somebody and tell an obvious lie, then you've just put your company... Oh, was this Rachel Maddow? Rachel Maddow. Yeah, Michelle. Rachel. Yeah, yeah. Rachel. Yeah. I always do that with names. I'm sorry, but I'm bad. I thought maybe they were suing her sister or something. <laughs> She's a great presenter. She's, you know, she and she has all these mannerisms and everything, and she sells it with, you know, that 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 sarcasm and punch. But the point is, it's just what she believes and thinks. It's not fact. Is she a news opinionator mm -hmm. or is she a presenter of the news? What is she? I don't think anything will happen. You mentioned CNN, and I was thinking about the situation in China right now. They aren't uh, doing much 
talking about the protest in China. It's like they have a financial investment maybe in uh, in China. They don't want to jeopardize their situation. You know, you're not hearing anything from the NBA. The NBA, mm-hmm. which is uh, has a, a big foothold in the uh, Chinese uh, system, they don't want things to go bad for them either. So they're not rallying around the protesters. They're just keeping their mouths shut. And Joe right. Biden, for that matter, Joe Biden isn't saying much either. As a matter of fact, uh, his spokesman, uh, what's his name? The uh, Admiral, I can't think of his name, uh, but I'll think of it after the show when I don't need it. He said that uh, we believe in the rights for people to peacefully protest. That was the statement from the U.S. with regard to the uh, the protests in China. Instead of coming out and saying the people in China have a point, and we stand side by side with them, and we hope that uh, they they get a chance to express safely their opinions. He, they didn't say anything like that. They just skirted the issue, if you know what I mean. The system is annoying today. I I hope it's not annoying to the listeners, but boy, to do the show, when you and I are talking, uh, sometimes if I talk, you disappear completely. So, uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm gone. Maybe Which, you know I'm gone with the wind a lot of times, but uh, <laughs> we'll we'll try to sort this out over the course of the next day or so. Um, former New Mexico State professor and attorney Dave Clemens destroyed the uh, corrupt monsters running the Maricopa Board of Supervisors. Uh, I guess over the I'm not sure whether it was yesterday or Friday. Listen to this, the Clemens slave. That's what I am to this system to your corruption. This is outrageous. This is a national crisis, and you're giving people two minutes to address a national crisis. And the way that you guys can just sit there, it's disgusting. Watching you pledge allegiance to my flag was disgusting, the way that you sold us out. You said you don't have the statutory authority to do anything. You're gonna take a yes, no vote. What does that tell us? Yes or no if it's just yes then why are you here why are you here then you have discretion and when you certify something you're saying that it's trustworthy there's nothing trustworthy about this this is theater it's optics i was a longtime prosecutor i went after drug traffickers this is vote trafficking at its finest i've seen the criminal element you are vote traffickers you are a vote trafficker criminal what are you going to do about it? You've sold us out. You've sold us out. You've sold us out. So we're not here to be civil. You're worried about language. We're worried about our voices being stolen and never getting a fair election again. That's what we're worried about. So a curse upon you, a curse upon all of you, you smug, smug people. What, you got to, you got to, Another chicken farm that needs to burn down, Mr. Hickman? Am I bothering you? Am I bothering you? Because this election please. bothered me. And you're doing nothing about it. I don't care about that stupid buzzer. This is sickening. You have the power as the chairperson to enlarge the time limits and actually hear your constituents instead of putting a muzzle on them. Thank you. Your time is up. Thank you. Your time is up.
And he said it with such passion there, just like a freaking liberal. You know, <laughs> I don't want to pick on liberal people because, you know what, in some cases, it's it's nice. Well, not in some cases. It's always nice to have two points of view. But your view is not the deciding, you know, end-all view. Hmm. You know, you've got to listen to the voices. And that's where I have the problem. They don't want to listen. Speaking, though, of Arizona, Katie Hobbs is suing now, saying, you won't certify the election. And But they don't say Katie Hobbs. They say the secretary of, uh, what is she, the secretary of state that certifies the yeah. elections. He gets to count her own votes? Yeah, yeah. That's crime. You know. Oh, it's a fair election. Hey, don't count those boxes over there, okay, because they're not. I lying. guess Maricopa County was supposed to uh, certify their uh, their votes for the uh, midterms yesterday. I'm not sure whether mm -hmm. they did or not. But I also think that there's a, another big lawsuit being filed by uh, Carrie Lake either today yes. or in the next couple of days. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Did you see where uh, Jumpin' Joe is calling on Congress to avert the nationwide rail strike after union rejects the labor deal? I didn't see that. I was reading about the labor strike. I'm trying not to sneeze again. Some <laughs> dust. We're having problems today, friends. Yeah, you know, he was bragging so much about, you know, hey, you know, you just got to go in there and negotiate and, you know, take some time to cool out. Now, what they are trying to do, they threw it at Nancy, some of the big businesses, they're throwing it at Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. They want them to come in and do, you know, basically a, a federally mandated cooling down period to where the railroad workers have got to go to work regardless of what's going on. I, you know, if I were a railroad worker and I wasn't happy with the deal and I was striking, I'd tell them to pound sand. I'm not going to work. What are you going to do? Lock me up? Okay. Your, your train's still not going to run. I mean, I, I'm not promoting that because it's going to be bad no matter what. Wasn't it just a what? It feels like it was just yesterday that we were, uh, they were they were cheering Marty Walsh, the uh, labor secretary, for his negotiating skills for having worked out this incredible deal where 24 percent uh, pay increase over the course of the next five years for all the union workers, and uh, they would be delighted. It was a great thing, and uh, and now we can move on to other things. And you and I said. Nah, you watch. This is going to collapse, and it collapsed. And now they're in trouble. You know, I'm thinking, does it affect Amtrak, too, with the passenger services? See, I don't know how, but I would imagine. I mean, the, you know, railroad unions, railroad unions. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of like in our industry. There was uh, pretty much, a, you know, a union for everything, and it didn't matter where you worked. <laughs> you still had the same union. It'll be interesting to see what happens. That's going to happen within the next few days, I would think. I, definitely before the holidays. If they go on a strike, Bill, it's going to cripple the country. Yeah, it will. Now, the government, and here's how you know they're going to go on strike, and the government knows they're going to go on strike, because they're already out with the propaganda going, oh, this won't affect your Christmas. Don't worry. Yeah. It's not going to affect your Christmas. No, no, no. Everything's in place for your Christmas. What? There's so much more beyond our Christmas. And you know what? I was in the store the other day after this weekend. The shelves are bare. You know, you got to have, now the trucks, what will happen is the truckers, and a lot of them independent, they'll be making money out of it. They're the only ones that will make money if they can get the diesel to run. We haven't talked about the diesel either and the fuel shortage. That is still, that's the other elephant in the room. 
at, at some point in time, that's going to crash down. But the truckers can't deliver everything, not even an nth of what the trains can do. We are at the edge of the cliff, whether we're going to jump off, fall off, or be pushed off. Either way, we're at the edge of a big, long fall. So we have a rail a rail strike on on the horizon. We have uh, a shortage of fuel for trucks, diesel fuel, and also mm-hmm. for trains too. Because they, a lot of the train engines run on diesel. I mean, we are in desperate straits. Also, he's he's used our our fuel reserves so that we're at the lowest point in forty years. Well, I, I got to ask you the question: Is this all on purpose? I think this is a strategy to put us in our place. There's so many things at play. Oh, now, speaking of uh, the the fuel and the gas, uh, I did find out in Luzerne County it's going on. You know, I had bitched about the gas and saying, you know, they're putting a lot of water in the gas lately, but it's not all stations or some that you can go to. But all these places now that get their gas, the independent companies are going, oh, our gas is cheaper. So when you see gas that's cheaper, uh, the the retailers that are buying it going, yeah, I'm buying it, but there's more water in the gas. There, there's one major supplier, it's an yeah. independent, that's purposely putting water in the gas so that they can sell it cheaper than good gas. So you're buying bad gas, and I don't know that every vehicle can take it. I got an engine that goes, no, 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 no. Yeah. So I'm going to buy, you know, the 93, and I used to buy the 88 or 89. Now it's 93. But if they put water in that, you know, that truck is going to sit in the driveway. That's probably all over the country, too. They're probably doing this all over the country, watering down the fuel. It's going to be everywhere because they got to – they got to sit there and make a profit too. So they're going, well, we can't afford this. We can't sell it. Put some water in it. There, nobody will know the difference. <laughs> Isn't that illegal to do that? Or can, can they do that uh, to to a limit? Or I thought it was illegal to water the gas. Well, I thought it was too. But apparently, you know, you can have a place that doesn't water down their gas, but condensation forms. They actually check at uh, places that sell gas. They check periodically to sit there and say. Hey, you got so much water in your holding tanks here of all your fuel. So it does occur naturally. So imagine that water condensates in the tank, and then they get a truck that comes in, and maybe that's 25% water and the rest is gasoline. Now that ratio has changed, and you're pumping a tank of gas that's got a lot of water in it. And you're going, hmm. it doesn't seem to have the pep that it usually has. <laughs> then I made it run out of water. <laughs> Oh, you gotta love it! Got to tell you about uh, Disney. I don't. I don't know whether you've heard about this. Disney is showing a, a very dark side of themselves. Disney's new Christmas series called Santa Clauses is receiving backlash after a scene in the movie depicts children holding signs reading, "Quote, we love you, Satan." End quote. This is what? the truth. Honest to goodness, I saw the picture. It is legit. Actually, I saw the video. They have a, a video clip on one of the websites of the kids running out, and they have each have a sign, There's, you know, S, and one has a A, and they stand next to each other. And uh, the Santa Claus is a, it's a new children's TV series on Disney Plus, and is a reboot of the film Santa Claus, is starring Tim Allen, 
and uh, defenders of the series claim the scene where children are holding the uh, the letters, you know, uh, which spell out "We love you, Satan," is supposed to say "We love you, Santa," and it's just uh, it's it's a joke supposedly. It's a comedic scene in the movie, but parents are not having anything of it. They're saying that the kids didn't know what they were spelling. And it's supposed to be like a punchline when they go up, we love you, Satan. It's supposed to be, we love you, Santa. But still, it's there. You know, there's a time and a place for everything. Even a joke with a sadistic punchline. I don't think this is the time and the place to be telling that joke. I agree. I agree 100%. But Disney has done stuff like this before. Disney, this, I was one of these people, I wouldn't believe this five years ago because I thought Disney was a pristine, perfect company, good people, wholesome family programming. They're not right. that. You got to wonder about a company that's given us vile, and I hate to say that about a person, but, you know, there was uh, whatever, something Montana that she played, uh, Miley Cyrus. Right. She was, she was a Disney star, and look at her now. She's on stage going, hey, you want to see my boobs? There's a bunch of former Disney stars that either just went off the rails on the crazy yeah. train, or they sat there and they, they came out, yeah, I got a drug problem. Wait, you worked at Disney, and you went crazy, and you have a drug or an alcohol it goes problem. Back, Bill. It goes back to the Mouseketeers. I mean, not the new Mouseketeers, the old Mouseketeers. If you read some of the stories or talk to some of the people who were Mouseketeers, they'll tell you it wasn't all happy and fun like they were presenting on camera. There were some very weird things going on, so much so that I believe uh, Paul Peterson, formerly of the Donna Reed Show and also a Mouseketeer, he started a minor consideration, which is uh, an organization out in Los Angeles designed to help young actors who are on, you know, doing TV shows and movies when they're mm -hmm. in their their youth, when they're like 10 years old, 9 years old, 11 years old, when they're they're very e easily manipulated and uh, and abused. And and he, they'll come out and tell you there are producers who will abuse kids. There are people in Hollywood, you know, the casting couch that wasn't children, but you know, there were young girls Young girls who were enticed into film, and I'll get you that part, uh, but first let me show you the casting couch. Yeah, look, you know, the, the, the casting couch knows no age, and you're taking a child and putting them into an adult world by some pretty seedy people that, uh, that work in the industry. Nothing good is going to come out of that. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't have child actors, but I'm saying, you know what, we got to, we got to, watch over uh, our children and uh, when they get something like that there needs to be a watchdog for that but you know the, the, the only way to correct Disney is to not let them in your house and you can do that Yeah, you can do that with the switch of a remote say you know bye bye Disney and when they see that they're not making money and they go why let's get a research group because you're perverts there is a movement in a certain element of our society where they're trying to normalize pedophilia. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they're trying to get the name pedophilia removed. M minor attracted people, 
I think is the term they're, they're trying to get used, minor attracted people. You may say, well, look, that's just Disney. That's just one company. Let me read you this article, too. This is from the Washington Post recently. Uh, this is from, I believe, this past weekend. Uh, they wrote a lengthy piece about a play called Downstate. Downstate. It's a play about pedophiles. In the article, the play about pedophiles is described as, quote, brilliant. The plot line in Downstate is about two pedophiles and how they're treated inhumanely and in harsh ways after they serve their prison sentences. So they've paid their dues. They're still pedophiles, but they've paid their dues and they're still being punished downstate. They're just trying to make it so that people are nicer and easier and kinder to pedophiles, which I find disgusting. You know, the thing about pedophilia is you're going at after the most innocent in our society. You're going after children. You're going after little people who don't have total control and can't defend themselves. You're abusing them. You're taking advantage. It is probably one of the most violent things that you can do to a, to a, a human being. Attack them when they're, they're not able to defend themselves like that. Do you know? No, I know. And you know where I stand on uh, this whole pedophilia thing. And uh, it, it, it enrages me that uh, we allow people and companies to take advantage of our children. You know, I, I don't think there's any place on earth that should, uh, there should be for a company or a person like that. I'm sorry. Just don't. Right. I agree a hundred percent. I think pedophilia is, is disgusting. There's no justification for it. Another thing that, uh, I, I found out this is all yes. In yesterday's news, Balenciaga designer exposed for posting disturbing photos linked to quote, satanic ritual cannibalism and child mutilation. Oh, great. Luxury fashion brand Balenciaga, they just went through that whole thing with their ads. You know, I'll never, I'll never understand their excuse. Their excuse we had no idea. We had no idea that our art department and our advertising department was going to release those ads. I used to own an advertising agency, and I can tell you that the owner of the company knew what ads his company was going to place before they ran. Okay. I don't care whether the ad, the ad agency uh, worked with you on it, and I don't care whether their ad rep in-house in worked with the ad agency and all that stuff. At the very end, before it went out, before it became a commercial or an ad, the owner saw it. If the owner didn't like it, it didn't get approved. So when, they, when Balenciaga says we were blindsided, we didn't find out about this advertising campaign until we read about it in the newspapers, that's nonsense. That's ridiculous. But anyway, it says uh, luxury fashion brand Balenciaga is under fire after the child pornography scandal uh, brought to light the company's obsession with satanic rituals, including the disturbing post of the company's stylist. Lada Volkova, a stylist and consultant born in Russia, has been instrumental to the creative visions of, I have no idea what these companies are. Apparently they're high-end something. Uh, Vetements, Size, Marjan, and the controversial Balenciaga. All those are, I guess, high-end brands of something that I don't buy. Uh, Volkova's Instagram page has been getting a lot of attention in the wake of the recent Balenciaga campaign controversy. She's got a picture of satanic symbols and uh, some guy sitting down. Uh, he's mostly naked. I guess he's all naked. 
and he's wearing a, a satanic mask, a devil mask, and there's a pentagram behind him. These are the people who were responsible for doing the ad for Balenciaga. You know what's happening, you know, because they present things out there as if they're the norm. And it is not the norm. You know, you sit there and look at all the uh, all the pronouns in the world and everything and, and stuff like this satanic stuff. And you go, well, I guess the world changed before my very eyes. I mean, it's this is what it is. I guess I got to accept it. No, you don't have to accept it. And what is going on is a very small fraction of people, the Satanist and the perverts, you know, whether it's one or 2%. They said, how do we get control? And, of course, they've had help with by, from certain people that want that power. But they go and they get positions of power and influence. Mm -hmm. so you've got, you know, you've got the few controlling the many. You know, so 1% or 2% of the population are presenting everything to you. Uh, that is, it's a, it is not a clear depiction and picture of the world as you and I know it. Because if it was, we'd be a part of it. Now, wouldn't we? They're trying to make us believe in it. I think it is a fractional part of our society. A small part. We're allowing part. it to happen. Uh, but, boy, they're trying so desperately to make it the norm, to make it acceptable. You know, minor attracted people. Minor attracted people. They don't want to, don't use the word pedophile. That's... Ooh, such a bad image, pedophile. But minor attracted people, that sounds softer and gentler. It's the same thing. You're doing the same thing. It's the act, folks. They're taking little people and abusing them. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. And, then, you know, yeah, I'm like you, Bill. I get ticked off, very ticked off about stuff like that. You know, there's no excuse for uh, abusing a child at all. No, there's not. And, you know, they, but they take the innocent and they corrupt the innocent. And, you know, come judgment day, I think we're all going to have some explaining to do. Not only the people that have done it, but us for letting it happen on our watch. We didn't do anything to stop it. And how do you stop it? You know, well, you can do it with your vote. You can do it with your pocketbook. But you've got to sit there. And, you know, you've got to sit there and choke this weed off at the root and get to it and yank it. You all uh, remember this uh, little uh, PSA. Listen. What to feed our ever-expanding world? Insects. They could feed the world. Healthy. They're full of polyunsaturated fat, protein, and micronutrients. And sustainable. Insects will be a mainstream protein alternative. Too nervous? I'm right there with you still. Wait for a taste. That's delicious. It is gastronomy in the highest form. Edible insects on Nova. That's right. Edible insects. And everybody kind of laughed. Well, the Washington Post on Sunday told Americans to, quote, eat salted ants and uh, maybe some ground crickets, too. That's in quotes, too. Ground crickets. They're trying to, trying to get us to think differently about uh, our, our uh, menu. 
<laughs> I don't know about you. Give me the choice between like a, a steak or a, a plate of salted ants. Well, it's a tough decision. You go to the store and you get something that came out of the warehouse for a while. Let's say it's a, a box of cornbread and you open it up and there's little bugs in it and you go, oh, yeah, that's bad warehouse. <laughs> well, now it's cool to eat it's that. It's a bonus. It's a bonus. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, look at Hey, there. It's like a, a Cracker Jacks box. You you know when you get to the bottom and get the toy or the ring or whatever it is. Well, now yeah. if you find bugs in your in your cereal box, hey, <laughs> I can cook these up too. Oh my uh. gosh! Eh, but enough talk about eating bugs. Uh, last night on Tucker's show, uh, Jason Whitlock uh, was on, and they always have a good conversation. Uh, Tucker and Jason, and they were talking about Elon Musk and all the things he's doing at Twitter. And uh, and Tucker asked him, you know, what, what's going on with Elon? What do you think uh, he's doing over there? And uh, what do you think the response is and whether it's uh, a good thing? And, and Jason had this to say. What is his crime exactly? Uh, his crime is potentially ratting out the people that have been using Twitter and social media apps as mind control. And that is what they've been doing with Twitter. They've been controlling the narrative and what people are allowed to think. If you control what people are allowed to think long enough, you will eventually uh, control what they actually believe. Our thoughts lead to our beliefs. They've been controlling our thoughts through social media with their algorithms that suppress certain thoughts and uplift other thoughts. They've been controlling it by smearing people if you raise questions. Hey, I don't think the police are just out randomly killing black people. Well, here comes that Twitter algorithm to smear you as a racist and one of the worst people on the planet. Shut up. Don't say anything. Let's just go along with this narrative. Let's create. Let's put in people's minds that the police are out randomly killing black men. Therefore, these riots and the burning and looting of cities is justified. Everything that they think or they accuse Donald Trump of doing. He inspired, he justified the January 6th riots and all that. That's what they've been doing with Twitter. Justifying riots and looting and violence and chaos and anarchy and the destruction of America for a decade over Twitter. You know, the only thing, my concern is like, Elon Musk almost sounds too good to be true. That there would actually be someone with that kind of money who would actually care to stop these people. Hats off to the man so far. I'm thoroughly impressed. I am too. If he goes through with this, though, it sets a very bad precedent for the people in charge. It's like someone could come in and break the rules. Someone could think freely and say what he really believes. Like, that could be contagious. Well, and and I'm going to really irritate people and give someone credit that deserves credit for being the first domino and it's really Donald Trump inspired this. He, he took on the establishment of fake news industry and upset the establishment and their narrative and control and started calling it fake news and now they're what they're afraid of is like Trump through the force of his personality and opinions shook up the establishment. It sounds like Elon Musk wants to come with the actual receipts and justify everything that Trump has said over the last five to six years, and they just don't want the receipts put on display for everyone to see. Yeah. 
people who fear facts are dangerous, I would say. Jason Whitlock, who again has been on this longer than anyone I know. Thank you so much. I tell you, that commentary probably went over like a pregnant pole vaulter in Washington. That's Jason Whitlock on Tucker Carlson's show. We have just about done it again. We apologize for the technical issues today. If you hear it and it annoys you, we're going to try to work on it and fix it before the next program. If you've been following us for some time, you know this is the exception, not the rule. We will uh, try to rectify it. But uh, it has been fun and interesting, and uh, we, we live in a, a, a difficult time, don't we, Bill? Yes, we do. Hey, I'm going to leave you with this thought. Apparently, the White House is keeping an eye on misinformation. That's what they say they're doing. And, and I think they're right because they've ordered and they're installing mirrors all over the White House. Yeah, well, they're keeping an eye on misinformation. Yeah, I like it. And are they also uh, keeping an eye on Mrs. Information, too? <laughs> Misinformation. Yeah, well. I had to leave it with a little humor. Hey, folks, have yourself a great day. Bill, you stay out of trouble, you rascally rabbit. Hey, I step in trouble all the time. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I've Down heard that. It. Have a good one. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America.